So hello and welcome to another episode of the Turn 5 podcast where this week it is just me and Ben as Chris has pulled an absolute wet wipe of an excuse and says he doesn't feel very well. Weak behaviour. I have just recovered from the worst bout of flu of my life and here I am hosting. Ever present. Yeah, I'm on holiday so... I mean... He's, he's fully abroad and still got more commitment than Chris. What's that tell you, eh? Anyway, we are here to talk about... Stuff down. The stuff that went down in Singapore. Um, I, was, I guess we should start with the, the hour delay. Uh, what do you make That's of that? Um... Well, considering we got there and then Cyprus is two hours in front, so then pretty much the whole time I've been like, Oh, the race is at one, but here it was at three, and it got delayed till two. And obviously, it was two o'clock here, so I was like, Oh, the race should be starting. <laughs> no. Two hours yet, <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Um, I mean, it's bringing up the debate of we have wet weather tires. Use them. Yeah, it was was quite hard for me to understand that considering I couldn't see what was going on because in Cyprus they decided to show a documentary about Ferrari. Very nice. Was it so, how, how Ferrari threw away the 2022 championship, per any chance? Yeah, that would have been more entertaining. <laughs> it was something about Enzo Ferrari. But yeah, no. It, it, it once again brings up, because we've, we've seen it a lot. Like last year we had wet weather tyres and we had wet weather races and, you know, they got used. But there was obviously a cutoff point where, you know, even the wet weather tyres couldn't do that. But this time around, it just kind of seemed like, why? Why? I know we joked a lot about last last week about you know inters in monsoon conditions, but <laughs> they seem to have taken us a bit too literally. Yeah. Well, that was the crazy stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we ended up with an hour delay of the whole race procedure, which meant we did still get a grid walk, which was kind of interesting um to have a grid walk even on a delayed start but then it eventually got underway was just a normal start there was no singapore 2017 sorry chris um but then yeah checo just kind of disappeared off out in front was kind of comfortable it was a very oh i kind of want to say like it was a bit tentative from from a lot of the drivers because there was a lot of nearly moments yeah but then there were also some very very pedestrian moments where alex albon just slowly crept into the wall and lost his nose (laughs) um or lewis hamilton slowly going straight on into the barriers (laughs) And then Yuki Sonoda saying, anything you can do, I can do faster and absolutely cream crackering his car straight into those barriers. 
Um, start with Latifi. Yeah, it did. Uh, Latifi Not once bad. again <laughs> showcasing why he shouldn't have an F1 seat and thankfully why he no longer has an F1 seat. Um, I will remain critical of him. Um, and one other driver that doesn't seem to know how rear-view wing mirrors work. Him and Lance Stroll have caused more collisions from not looking in their mirrors than I think the rest of the grid combined. And at some point you have to ask yourself, like, what's going on here? Do, do you have eyes and a brain that functions enough to comprehend that this thing shows you what's behind you? And if there's someone there, don't turn in. Because once again, Latifi chopped across. Joe, in fairness, had absolutely nowhere to go. Um, it was Latifi yeah, yeah, and the wall. the wall. He he hit the wall before Latifi hit him in a in an attempt to avoid Latifi. So you know, but that was broken front right suspension. His race over immediately. And Latifi crawls all the way back round to the pits, and the team are just like, yeah, <laughs> give up. Um, so that was two retirements down already, and that was on like I don't know, lap seven, I want to say somewhere around there. It was yeah, the first of many safety cars. Yeah, um, still took them a while to bring out some of the safety cars though, and yeah. I, I know, I know that the guys, the race like uh, race directors now came from World Endurance Championships and and DTM, but. Just because the previous categories you raced were significantly slower paced in terms of it's a 24-hour race doesn't mean you can spend 24 minutes deciding on whether or not to bring out the safety car. Just get on with it. If the car is stopped and you've seen it's got broken suspension and is therefore not going to be easy to handle and you need to put people out on track to remove said car, press the safety car button. It's Singapore, but Mylander was always going to be ready to go. Just send him out. Let him do his thing. Um, another thing on the safety car front was after, I think it was after Alex Albon's shunt into the wall, uh, where the, the marshals were trying to remove his front wing. Uh, apparently, that was a replay shot. But nowhere on the screen did it say, replay so either someone in the broadcast center is getting severely bollocked for not pressing the show the replay button or someone in race control has some serious questions to answer over the fact that why it said green flags when we're watching marshals on track uh, what is going on there it's like going there <laughs> you Go and get the wing now. <laughs> you have 30 seconds. No, that was nuts. Um, I want to give them benefit of the doubt that that was a replay, but at the same time, the evidence we were produced, that we were presented with, was very much of the contrary. So, we will see. 
I'm sure there'll probably be like 67 statements from the FIA over the next two days. We didn't we didn't endanger the lives of any of the heroic marshals and volunteers at the Singapore circuit. I'm surprised they're from Birmingham. <laughs> Birmingham. Um, no, I don't know why I went into that. Um, but no, that was a, that was a weird one. Um, what else happened? Um, I mean, it just kind of seemed to be like every five minutes, somebody else took a, an excursion into yeah. the runoff. The uh, Russell George hit hit Schumacher. Yeah, that was definitely George's fault. Yeah, he moved under braking. He paid the consequences as well. Yep. Uh, first man lapped. <laughs> yeah, classic George. Um, back to his Williams days. <laughs> he also had Max try overtake Lando many times. Yep. And just go wee. <laughs> there was the whole Max Lando incident under the VSC restart as well. I think they were both being a bit naughty there because they'd sort of saved up some time to anticipate when it was going to go green. And then they realised they'd got it wrong, so I had to both slam on the brakes. And I think that needs to be clamped down on. I think there should be... Because there's an earliest time of arrival for certain points of the track, and that's how they keep you in check for VSC. But I think, conversely, there also needs to be a, a latest point of arrival to make sure that you're going... A reasonable speed and not saving time like they were because that will completely yeah. that will just completely remove any of that situation any of that sort of playing about with the time deltas trying to anticipate things because you'll only have like you know two or three tenths of a second to sort of to to have that sort of movement i, I guess i say probably half a second would probably be more achievable but just having a latest time of arrival, as well as the earliest, just completely mitigates that. Genius. FIA, sign me up. I can revolutionise this sport. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the programming's already there. It's literally just add another bit. It's like copy and paste that bit, change the title from earliest to latest, add a half second delay to it, and you're done. All, just waiting for all of the people that do coding to like shout at me in the comments yeah. and be like, actually, it's significantly harder than that. Nerds. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't that's just I feel like that would be one thing to just it would just solve that, wouldn't it? Um on paper it looks like it does. Yeah. And uh, I mean it's not the first time we've seen people trying to save up time for VSCs either. So I don't know. I feel if if Max had absolutely clapped into the back of Lando, there'd be significantly be more converse, there would have been significantly more conversation about it though. But because yeah. nothing happened, it's all just kind of been forgotten. It's one of those things of like, like the Halo, we didn't get it until it was too late for certain drivers, did we? It's always one of these things that has to be after the fact rather than yeah. a, a preemptive measure. 
and for a sport that claims to be like the pinnacle and progressing things in so so many different ways like well just do it you know not to be like all nike on you or anything but just do it shy them but um i was trying to think who else like made excursions because we had oh we had lewis try and move on seb and they get yeah. absolutely done in by max that was quite funny that was, yeah that's lewis's own fault yeah like he shouldn't have gone on the no. way stuff. Um, but then when lewis went off and then just rejoined in front of max <laughs> Netflix is suddenly just like, <laughs> and uh, okay, like K Mag received another black and orange flag, another meatball flag. Understandable, his end plate was hanging off at an angle, but why did the the same flag take significantly longer for it to come out for Lewis when you could see his entire front end of his wing? was dragging along the floor and sparking like crazy. All that takes is for just one one bump and it just sticks in the road and then just pings off. Uh, he should have been called in straight away. Didn't he pitch straight away anyway? No, he took a couple laps. So, yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, because he went on the radio and was like, oh, yeah, look, car, car's intact, guys. And they were like, yeah, fine, whatever. And then he finally got the flag. And it's like, what? I've been watching him throwing fireworks down the streets of Singapore for the last two laps. Why? <laughs> so, yeah. Also, I think Williams may have run out of front wings this weekend. Yeah. Because they put a new front wing on Latifi's car before they then just went, nah, retire it. And then Albon yeah, had his don't... front wing and then Albon retired anyway. So it's going to be a question mark over how many front wings they've got for Japan now. We had the Alpines blow up as well. McLaren back and forth. Yeah, yeah boy. Not for long. No. But we can we can milk it while it lasts. Um, yeah, that was engine failure for Alonso and some kind of drivetrain failure for Ocon. That went that went bang in a pretty big way. Yeah, you didn't really see it when it was on board. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, something's just gone. And then they showed the offboard, and it was just like this massive plume of smoke. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's not going to be an easy fix because you know like you see with some of them that like they're able to salvage certain bits of the engine or whatever uh, i think that's just a straight put it in the bin job there's probably something they could get well i don't know it depends how much how much it's well, sort that. of yeah how much damage the explosion did because like carlos Sainz's austrian engine that went bang, split the side pod of the car, and then set a light. <laughs> I don't think there was much of that that they saved. Um, so I think how many... Because, oh my God, how many retirements were there? Because we had 14 finishes, didn't we? So we had 
Joe Guanyu, Nicholas Latifi, Fernando Alonso, Alex Albon, Esteban Ocon, and Yuki Tsunoda. And they were all the DNFs. And then George and Mick, and then Kevin. Bottas just outside the top 10. Yeah. And okay, right. Perez post race penalty. Not a fan of this. Uh, safety car infringements. He got a five second time penalty. Well, when he told it to like speed up or whatever. Dropping over, I think it was for dropping over 10 car lengths behind it here. And it just. Let me just find the documents. Offense car 11, offense car 11 second. Okay. Um, okay, so for falling more than 10 car lengths behind the safety car, he got a reprimand. And then for falling more than 10 car lengths behind the safety car, he got a five-second time penalty and two penalty points. I think, if anything, the, the safety car driving that slowly was actually more dangerous than it going faster because they're on they're on dry tyres on a damp track. They need the heat in the tyres. So I think Perez dropping 10 car lengths back just to try and get some heat in his tyres was actually fair enough. But obviously the stewards didn't view it that way because, ooh, 10 car lengths. But at the same time, how many times have we seen it where Sir Lewis Hamilton among many other drivers, has dropped more than 10 car lengths behind the car in front of him during certain procedures, and it just doesn't get punished. Yeah, but he's done it twice. It was the same yeah, same safety car. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the whole, the whole post-race penalty thing and having to wait three hours for the actual decision is a bit nuts. Like just it kind of it detracts from the whole podium ceremony as well, because the drivers are up there, no, up there knowing that, oh well, I'm in first place now, but I might get a penalty. So it's kind of like you're you're half-assing the celebrations almost. You still go for it. I mean, if it was me, yeah, because I'd probably yeah. never win anything in my life, so. If I was up there, it'd be a minor miracle. And if I was summoned to the stewards, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I crossed the line the first. I'd, I'd like, I'd walk off with the trophy, put it in a safety deposit box, and just never give it back. It's mine now. I'd just walk into the meeting with the trophy and just slam it on the table. You see this? <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> and then just walk out again. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh. Oh. Should we talk Japan? Yeah. Uh, F1 returns to Japan for the first time in a good few years now. Um, I say a good few years. It's only been a couple of years, but, you know, COVID. Um, 
Mm. It feels longer than that, though, for some reason, you know? Um, and this weekend is the first of, I think, two of the Pirelli tyre tests. So FP2 will be extended by half an hour to allow for testing of next year's tyre compounds. Um, good, good to see it back. The Japanese fans are always on a different level. Mental. The hats are just Quality. nuts. Um, they, they take such such. Uh, they have such great passion for the sport that I feel like it's more disappointing that Honda's now not part of it, even though they're the title sponsor of this year's Japanese Grand Prix. And the, the engine in the back of the Red Bull is basically still a Honda. But you get my drift. Um, it's not badged as a Honda. But I suppose this year, it'll be Yuki Tsunoda's first go. So there should be a, a lot of support. I, I would really expect to see a lot of Alpha Tauri shirts in the grandstands. But then again, Ferrari is always extremely popular in Japan. So that's quite. I feel like all of them are. To be fair, I think the sport is just popular over there. Yeah, I remember there being a load of McLaren fans with like McLaren Honda and Jensen. Obviously, had the affiliation with Japan and whatever. Bar Honda. Yeah, I think anyone that Honda's been a part of <laughs> gets support. So. But by, by this point, that's like most of the grid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think I think it'd be nice. It's nice for Yuki to be able to actually go to a home Grand Prix for once. Uh, yeah. And and he's confirmed for next year, so there's no like added pressure that he's got to perform or anything. Um. Much in the same way that Joe has now been confirmed for next year. Which does mean that he will get to go to a home Grand Prix. <laughs> Could you imagine that? They added Shanghai to the calendar and they were just like, yeah, we're not keeping Joe. <laughs> Still. Sharing. Um but no, Suzuka's a Suzuka's a good circuit. I think I'd be in I'd be I'm interested to see how it's gonna cope with these new cars. Um it's always been defined as a, a driver's circuit because it's you know technically demanding. Um, yeah, but with the one DRS zone, I think it'll prove a real challenge for for overtaking for the for these spec of cars. Yeah, um, twenty nineteen wasn't really in. No, uh, but we shall see. <laughs> um, be mental. Exactly, we could have another monsoon. Woohoo! I haven't actually, I haven't actually looked at the weather forecast for it yet, so I don't know. Um, let's just do predictions. I'm really tired. I've been in bed all day with a fever, and I'm slowly losing it. So one a.m. for me, so that'll be fun. Fair enough. Um, ben, pole position. Verstappen. Uh, yep. That's who I've got as well. Um, I'm going to go for a podium of Verstappen, Leclerc, Sainz. Who are you going to go for? Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez. 
Okay. Uh, Chris has gone for Verstappen pole, Verstappen Leclerc Hamilton podium. Nia has gone for Leclerc pole, Sainz Leclerc Verstappen podium. Uh, bold prediction? Uh, Yuki top 10. I'm so tired, I can't even be asked to like try and. Do you want to, for a bonus point, what position? Uh, P10. P10, okay. Um, I'm going to say there's going to be exactly four DNFs. And I'm not naming them because that's far too much effort. Lap down, showdown, who you got? Nicholas, the TV. Of course. Uh, what lap? Uh, lap there are 27. 27, okay. There's 53 total. How many laps down? One. One, okay. I'm going for Latifi. I'm going for... Hmm. 22. Two laps down. Oh. I'm sure there's probably a lot that we haven't covered this week that we probably will cover in the future weeks when people are back. Um, but between illnesses and shortage of personnel, I think we're just going to call it there for this week. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm still ill. Chris is ill. Um, Nia's not doing so hot. Ben's on holiday. So yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Turn five podcast. Turn five podcast has flu season. <laughs> right. Um, so with that said, thank you for listening and or watching. Um, like, create, comment, subscribe, rate five stars, etc. etc. Been a while since I've done that bit. Um, and we will see you all next time for our Japanese review. Goodbye.